go. No. Go. We're live. This is Retrace segment number 73 for Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. Uh, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Man, I almost had the opening. Perfect. Retrace is about what's going on out there. The short answer to that question is computer controlled. Long answer. You're not getting it because it's December 7th. It's December to remember the math and code event. If you don't know what we're doing, it all goes back to artificial intelligence, the modern approach, fourth edition, Russell and Norvig. We're doing a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to tell you. We'll go back to re 55. I think that's the turning point. You don't have to go back all the way to the beginning, although maybe you want to. I would. I love the old episodes. I don't know why. re 55 is sort of the turning point. It tells you why we're studying AI. Not going to go into it today. Today we're doing math. Could you predict it? I thought you could. That's why. Because we have a landscape and we have an equation that comes up on page oh, 120 of AIMA 4E. And we're, we're, we're attacking the math, we're attacking the code, we're attacking the things this December that are going to give us, that would otherwise give us trouble in January through June of 2023 as we deep dive and really internalize AMA 4E. Put the hard stuff first, front-loading the difficult stuff so that, so that we don't get bogged down. There's no tar pits, right? Okay, let's talk about what we're talking about. Uh, so far, we've covered a lot of stuff around what this equation means. I know that's not helpful. There's retrace segment number 70, re 71, re 72, re 73, re 74. Oh, no, not that, that one. No. Today's re 73. What am I talking about? And then re 75, if you want to go back and find out more about what's going on out there and what's going on in here at retrace. This is retrace segment number 73, the segment you're watching. And these are the, these are going to be the notes. This is the basis of the notes. These are the, these are the live notes. Okay. So first of all, I just want to call out here uh, our little disclaimer. So I've been putting in the notes. Pretty consistently, almost. I am not mathematically trained, or I am. I am an autodidactic amateur mathematician, which is to say, not even mathematician. I mean, I'm just. I just love math, but I, I don't like love it more than anything in the world. I just love it. Um, I should not be your mathematician. You should not take everything I say to the bank. That said, uh, I try really hard to get the right answer, and I even if I get or say the wrong thing sometimes, I always figure it out. I never go long periods of time saying the wrong thing, but I sometimes go short periods of time doing that. That's just a disclaimer you should put on all this. I'm your podcaster. I'm not your mathematician. I'm not your math teacher, um, but we have to talk math if we're going to talk AIM 4E. So that's what we're doing. All right. What is this again? This is our gradient of our function. It's sort of like a slope in a six-dimensional space. It's going to help us Oh, so what are we working on here? Working on the Romanian airport problem. Uh, you've got a bunch of Romanian cities, and you, your job is to place three airports so that you've minimized the unhappiness of all the people, of the people in all the cities. And the way we do that is we turn it into a math problem that doesn't culminate in this, but this is sort of the this is the key equation. Let's say. So when we, this is the, this represents the gradient. I added, uh, I changed the notation a little bit here uh, to, to put the vector, our, our guess vector x um, here. I get this notation from um, Dysonroth et al., uh, Mathematics for Machine Learning. We didn't have that in AMA 4E, but I put it there because it's, it's calling out that we're, you know, this, we've, uh, the, we're expressing this gradient here um, as, as an operator on this function of this particular solution, the six-dimensional solution, which is this vector, but put into these denominators. And, okay, so if you, this is, I kind of sort of started to figure this out, like, just in the last hour or two, as I was kind of finishing up getting ready with the notes. 
um, we're going to get these. So the gradient is like a combination of slopes, like six, six different slopes. You use partial der derivatives to find the slope of each uh, variable that you, you, know, you hold all the other ones still. I, yesterday I said it wrong. I said you hold one still. No, you hold the other ones still and you, and you just um, vary one of the uh, variables to find out what its instantaneous rate is. Okay, that's that's partial differentiation, um, and then you do that for all six of them, and then you know that combination, that six-dimensional slope, is the slope of the at at the point in your solution space represented by this vector, this little red X or these six um, independent variables. Okay, and and the thing is, like well, this is all fancy uh, symbols, and we're gonna need to turn this into numbers and it's it's not really obvious by looking at it like how this is going to lead us to know whatever it's trying to tell us it's trying to tell us which direction we should go given a guess point a guess point is in quotes it's, it's a guess vector it's a set of points a guess vector set of points for the airports down here um which way should we go and we get the slope with respect to one axis and then the next axis and then the next axis and the next axis and we vary each one of these separately in order to find that slope and that's what the what the we were talking about yesterday the limit if we vary using h uh, that approaches zero this is basic calculus um, we're going to find the instantaneous rate of the function um, the six dimensional function with respect to one only one of its dimensions one of its independent variables okay so we get this we get this six dimensional slope here um, okay great. What do we do? How do we turn this into numbers? Well, that's sort of, I mean, that's the most important thing in my mind right now. Like it's, I, we, we have to get this down to an example. We can start with a really easy one, two cities, one airport. But the key to remember, the key the thing to remember here is that in order to turn these, uh, uh, these are scalars. I mean, these are, these are algebraic expressions for what will eventually end up being scalars. In order to turn these into numbers again, right now they're in, algebraic symbols um we're gonna have to calculate f it's not the only thing we're gonna have to calculate we're gonna have to calculate f the partial derivative of f with respect to x1 so that's a little bit of a calculus problem um but ultimately it is we are going to use the function f and we haven't actually put the function f into any of our this is yesterday's notes written up uh, part 3 re72 we haven't actually written anything other than this which is sort of in a, a, a misleading representation of f. Why do I say that? In order to calculate f, we have to know the locations, the coordinate locations of the cities. Okay, just for a second here. You're, these six independent variables, which represent three sets of two coordinates each that correspond to the airports, are the things we can move on the map. But we don't move them in a vacuum. The things that... that give us something to care about are the cities. So we move the airports however we want amongst the cities that are fixed. In order to calculate the value of our function, which is to say how well did we do or how, how high is our cost, we want to minimize in this case. You can minimize or maximize. It's, it's, it's basically the same math with a one with a negative sign. Uh, we want to calculate the cost here of, of the location these three locations for the airports, as represented by this vector, we have to know where those cities are, and we have to do a little bit of trigonometry or Cartesian geometry. And 
that is not at all represented here. Okay, this is a this is I've said in the past one of the most one the the things that make mathematics difficult are on the one hand abbreviation and we've got you know candy crush symbols all over our screen right now and we're seeing all kinds of things we don't know what they mean um but you know we talk about them and they start to you know if you look at your english alphabet if you speak english whatever alphabet or pictographic pictogram uh picto pictographic and picto what's the um ideographic chinese is pictographic and ideographic whatever your characters are they were once candy crush if you were lucky they were candy crush okay if they and really most of the time it's not candy crush it's just black and white look at this look at this black and white boring i'm going to play some legos that's what kids say when they see that stuff i don't think so it's only when we talk and talk and yap 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 and what do these what do these scribbles mean again why are the grown-ups getting all upset about the scribbles Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me if I read the scribbles, I'm going to know what they're talking about? Okay, what's reading again? Show me that. That's how kids eventually become literate. It wasn't always so. It's the same with numeracy. It's the same with, I don't know what the equivalent term for um, computer literacy is too clunky. And we need, we need coderacy. Coderacy? Code literacy? All right. So that's what we're going through here when we look at uh, our various equations. And a difficulty that was sort of happening that I didn't really notice until today was that we were not, we weren't unpacking this F. Okay. This F involves knowing the values of the city, knowing the coordinates of the cities and using, um, using basically the Pythagorean theorem to no, Yeah. The Pythagorean theorem to find the straight line distances between, um, the cities and each of their closest airports. So let's say there are three cities that are close to this airport. There are two cities that are close to this airport and there are five cities that are close to this airport. Okay, we have to take the coordinates of each of those cities and do a little bit of Cartesian geometry to find the straight line distance, because we can always do le- you know, um, right angle distances very easily, but what we're trying to um, square is the straight line hypotenuse distance between an airport and a city, and then you've got to do it for each city, and then you sum those squares. We talked about why we sum the squares, in re, I think we started re seventy. I mentioned that, but it's in re seventy notes and re seventy one notes. We sum the squares of those hypotenuses, or hypotenai, um, because that gives us a score that changes in a non-zero sum way. If we move the airport five units this way, let's say five miles toward this city over here, and we're only just measuring the straight line distances, then our score is the same. That's not fair to these poor bastards. Okay, but if we if we score, if we measure the square of the distance, the square of 15, 15 squared plus 5 squared is 250, then we can see, oh, the, the score is high. We want it to be low. The, we want it to be as low as possible. This is our gradient descent. This is the bottom of our little, our little valley, okay? This is where we want to get to, except we're going to have three of these airports and a bunch of spoke-like uh, straight-line distances to all the Romanian cities around them, okay? Um, to help us get to that gradient descent is the gradient of f at a point x, a six-dimensional point x. And the way you calculate it is you find the partial derivative of f with respect to x1, partial derivative of f with respect to y, y1, etc., etc., etc. But in order to calculate those, in order to turn those into numbers instead of fancy words and fancy symbols, we just want them to be example numbers or or worked out an actual problem uh, uh, stepping, stepping through an actual problem, um, we're going to have to calculate 
that that uh, trigonometry, do that trigonometry on the distances between or the coordinates using the coordinates of the the airport in this case, and then in the cities around it, and then the airport in this case, and the cities nearest to it, and then the airport in this case, the cities nearest to it. That's what you should see when you look at this big thing, okay? And this definitely needs to be here. It's not in the book, but it needs to be there to remind us that this is the gradient of F with respect to, or the, or the gradient, uh, I don't know how this is supposed to, you know, del, del of X of F or del of F with respect to X. Um, uh, you wouldn't say with respect to. Um, del X of F maybe. And, but the point is we're taking the function at a particular point and figuring out the gradient or the slopiness or the, the shape and slope at that particular point so that we know which way to go to improve our score. In the case of our particular problem, we want to go downhill and get to the bottom of this, this gradient. We want to descend all the way to the lowest possible score. Okay. With me so far? Take a breath. We're not going to do that much more, but I, that needed to be said more clearly, I think, than I've done it. Okay. Now, back to unpacking these partial derivatives. Um, I've, what I've done here is I've, we've got to do six of them, okay? Six partial derivatives. Here they are. There's all six of them, okay? You've got the first one, partial of f with respect to x1, and then here's the arithmetic, or the algebra. The next one is partial of f with respect to y1. Okay, so so far we've covered, with just these two, we've covered the two-dimensional um, uh, elements, the gradient of the first airport with respect to the, um, well, it's, it's, I'm, it's saying it in a cutoff way like that is hard when you've got the symbols right here. But anyway, this, is, this corresponds to the first airport, this is the second one, and these last two are the third airport. You can see I've highlighted, oh man, getting that, that highlight, I just gotta tell you, like, no, I don't. Never mind. Just pretend that highlight was easy. Pretend I made it look easy. I just did by not bothering you with all the nonsense. Back to the Candy Crush. So, um, this is the only difference in all of these sides of the equations. We only change the independent variable with respect to which we're taking the partial derivative of f. Of, of f. Um, and over here, the way we do that, the way we do this varying, this, this doesn't, it, you can't capture this easily in, in the equations. But what we're doing is we're adding h, and h can be a positive or negative number, it doesn't matter. Um, and, we're, and then subtracting, finding the gap or the difference between the original value of the function and the value of the function with h added to x1, the x1 variable, all these other variables were holding the same, okay? These all stay the same. We only want to find the slope on one particular dimension. So we hold all the other ones the same, and we we um, we calculate a limit. And a limit's kind of a it's a thing you get used to. And, and you know, I just read this thing. Uh, where was it? I think it was in Dysonroth at all. Please, please, just be where I remember you being. Please, what other thing would I have been reading? I don't even know. Oh, my. It's in my new linear algebra book. Darn it. Oh, I, I don't have it. Everything's going wrong. Anyway, von Neumann said once, according to this um, frontispiece that I, where I saw this quote for the first time, I'd never heard that he said this. Von Neumann was a great mathematician of the first half of the 20th century. Nobody understands mathematics. 
You just get used to it. If von Neumann said that, this guy was brilliant. Everybody says he was like Newton-level brilliant mathematically. And not just mathematically. I mean, the guy's, I think his parents were in finance or what his dad was. And he, so he was like, he was worldly savvy in addition to, be, to being uh, great at math. And he did a lot of important work with World War II and blah, blah, blah. Nobody understands mathematics. You just get used to it. If he said that, then you need to relax. You need to stop thinking you're supposed to understand this stuff. You're not supposed to understand it. You're supposed to get used to it. When you see this and this and limb h arrow zero, what you, you say the limit as h approaches zero of the function f of these variables minus that over h. Okay? Or we can say, putting it in the broader context, since we know, since we're doing this, on, uh, we're deliberately holding these variables still while we mess around, slide this one around to find that instantaneous slope. The partial derivative of f with respect to x1 is equal to the limit as h approaches zero of f of x1 plus h, comma, y1, blah, 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 minus f of the matrix x or the, the vector x over h. It's just how you do it. You don't, you can, trust me, you're gonna, if you go try and verify these equations, they, oh, I did, I do this, like I do this all the time, not all the time now, but when I used to study math, I did it all the time. Like I never trusted anybody, even like Napier and, 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 and I mean, just nobody, I trusted nobody because it never, never made sense to me unless I went and, you know, actually did it myself. Um, <laughs> it's sound, it makes it sound like I did more than I did. I didn't do a lot that much, but like functions and 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 um, exponents and logarithms, I had to. I didn't trust these. I figured maybe I'd discover some error. No, I didn't think that, but but you know, I still had to do it. Uh, if you go and do that, you're gonna you're gonna come to you're gonna agree with this. What what you're gonna the way this is gonna stop looking like Candy Crush and start feeling like a tool that you can use to find an instantaneous slope uh, in a six dimensional space. Uh, that that is part of what th this six dimensional slope that you want to uh, arrive at when you've got your actual numbers to plug in. It's just you're just going to do a few problems. Just do a few problems. Maybe do a couple two dimensional problems. That's what we're going to do here. We're going to maybe start with a two dimensional and go up from there. We do it for in our, in, but ultimately to solve this problem, we're going to have to use f, which is not anywhere printed in my notes. But I'm going to I'm going to work that out. I got to figure out an economical way of doing that uh, and. So yeah, so these are the six uh, partial derivatives expanded out. I've highlighted the parts that change. So you can see here, you know, you're varying y, uh, the axis y3 and holding all these still, okay? And then, you know, there will be more, maybe some more annotations in the notes when we're done with that. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, all the, I don't think we have any amendments or anything. Check out the website. I'm not going to show you every time, even though I want to. I like the website. The website's cool. It's useful. And I, I use it all the time to get to links and, and especially to get to the notes. And you can search the notes and all this cool stuff. Um, all our notes are in the uh, reference. All the references are in the notes. Uh, PDF notes are preferable. That's like where it's beautiful and easy to read. But it's all searchable in plain text form as well at notes.retrace.com. If you want to know, if you want to uh, check out AMA 4E in five minutes, we, got, we did a video on that. Which one is that? Which one? Oh, come on. Just just go look at the website. We're having fun here. We're having fun, although it's not a perfect website, and sometimes the uh, thing hasn't been loading. But 
It's not it's not our website. We didn't build it. We were using a third party provider. Um yeah. Retrace sixty two. Re sixty two. AMA four E in five minutes. You wanna listen to it? Let's listen to it. Oh, this isn't as fast as a YouTube video. Who would have thought? Well anyway. It's getting there. Oh, for Pete's sake, you're making me embarrassed. Four, there we go. Three. Oh, he's counting two, down. Something's gonna happen. One. Oh, this so is countdown. retrace segment number sixty two for Saturday, November twenty Bayes Nets. Oh, Bayes Nets. Of course, Bayes Nets. Why not Bayes Nets? You can go there and get the whole book, Aim of 4E, in five minutes. And I'll, I'll let you be the judge. I think it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, retrace.com, R-E-T-R-A-I-C-E.com. I'm not going to talk anymore. All right. Uh, this is segment number 73. Same time tomorrow, 11 p.m., 8 p.m. Pacific. Signing off.